Do you live in the middle of nowhere and feel separated from the church? Yeah, that's me. Or do you think the church is out of touch? Absolutely. Then this podcast is for you. Coming to you from the Diocese of Sioux City. What? Where the hell is Sioux City? Welcome to Outcast Catholic with your hosts, Father Sheen Demon and Father Travis Crotty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Outcast Catholic. I'm Father Shane Demon, and we are coming to you from Atchison, Kansas, on the campus of Benedictine College, and I am joined with Dr. Andrew Swafford and Mrs. Sarah Swafford. Welcome to Outcast Catholic Swafford Duo. Oh my gosh, I love it, and I know, oh, oh my gosh, yes. Hey, if you could just keep that that uh, audience cheering in my kitchen all the time, that'd be great. That's right, this is awesome. It's so fun. Thanks, my, for, thanks for being on the show, Oh Welcome. my gosh, we love you, and we love podcasting. We don't have a podcast, so we love it when friends with cool equipment ask us to be on podcasts, just to chat, um, but I do know where the hell Saint, the, the Sioux City is. Um, I laugh. have been there. I've been there, I love it, it's a beautiful it's beautiful everyone i don't know i'm born and raised here in the midwest sure. so everyone's like i don't know the trees and just it's it especially this time of the year mm-hmm. i was gorgeous i mean yeah. yeah don't knock it till you try it yo so uh thanks for coming to visit us father shane it's good to be here we are coming to you from the new swafford home yeah with the, this great island here this in the is kitchen. Our, we're we're baptizing this island this is the first podcast ever on this kitchen i'm sure there'll island. be many more i hope so i mean hey come anytime so mm-hmm. thank you for having us That's, absolutely no it's good to have you both it's good to see you again um how's the semester going for you it's rolling along you yeah. know i can't believe uh you know it's almost uh coming to the end but yeah students are great but i think students are fantastic and just kind of you know, just passing the torch on, right? People gave t- to us and uh, trying to invest back. Amen. And midterms were okay? They're, they're, they did just fine. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to take them. <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. Yeah, right. I love it. No, Swaf and I have five kids, and so um, they're being quiet upstairs for a little bit. But it's, cr- it's crazy. I always tell people I don't like the word busy. I don't mm-hmm. use it anymore. I just say life is full. Like, right. it's beautiful, but it's very full. So, it's yeah, we've been, doing, we've been doing well. It's just... Dang, sometimes I'm, I feel like I'm riding a horse and I can't catch the reins, sure. but it's still a wild, awesome ride, so I love it. Well, everyone's tired of that busy term anyways, right? Because we're all busy. I know. Yeah. Like I told Swaf, I was like, when do you think things will slow down? And we kind of just laughed, and it was like, they're not going to. And the like, nursing that's home. The nursing home. <laughs> I know. But like, I know so many you know, beautiful women that you know, their kids are, are, are gone or out of the house, and, or they're trying to think of things to do, and I'm like, I can't imagine that life but like that all hits us at some point and so so I just I I just the word you know I don't have a tattoo but if I did it'd probably just be the word gratitude you know on Mm. my wrist right next to fiat so um I just you just have to have gratitude because otherwise you'll you know you'll drown so well your kids are impressive especially the older ones who willingly wanted to take the little ones upstairs so that mommy and daddy could have their podcasting time I know they're so great they're They're like babysitters they really are and they they work for cheap so it's great no I'm just kidding (laughs) We no, my boys chocolate. are great. My boys are great. Yeah, yeah. Although the rewards go a long way. You know, boys make deals, that's for sure. Yeah. We always, as I said, if you hear anybody at any point, sorry, our kids are present somewhere in this house. But, sure. uh, but yeah, no, they're great. I always tell people when I had two boys right out, you know, I, 
we were joking when we were engaged. I was like, the church needs more good men. So like, I hope we have a lot of boys. And then now we have four and uh-huh. one girl. And we were like, okay, the Lord heard us. Prayers so, answered. Yeah. But I always tell boys are great and they, they just need like very clear instructions and very high rewards okay. and you can get them to do anything. So, I mean, like that's really, I tell my other fellow moms, I'm like, they can do it. Not much has changed for us, right? That's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Swath, clear, clear instructions, high rewards. So yeah, Brilliant. no, I just, I, we love our life here and we're very blessed to, know you and so many amazing priests and just um that's one of the things i would say that you know to all the young adults all the young families all the you know just you know and adults like you know we're 38 39 so it doesn't matter how old you are but one of the greatest gifts in our life has been having priests and religious friends and welcoming them welcoming them into our house i mean i didn't see a religious sister till i was in college mm-hmm. um and then like you know priests i all of our priests were always retired and really adorable but i didn't know a young priest until i was in college sure. and so um our kids are spoiled yeah. how many amazing priests you know come in like you come and visit us stay with us get to hang out with us have a scotch you know talk church politics it's amazing you know like but i just don't think that i just i really invite anyone out there that's listening dude, have your parish priest over, have any priest over, you know, if you know some religious sisters, have them over. They love it. You love it. You walk away just like so energized and Mm -hmm. there's, there's just so much beauty there and your kids are going to benefit from it too. It's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, religious are people too, right? So I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's good for them, but it, it normalizes it for your kids because then they, they get to know them as people. Mm-hmm. I, I've had so many dads tell me that they just said, we grew up with like clergy coming over to like Sunday dinner all the time. Mm. And they just lament the fact that my children won't know that reality. Um, whether that, you know, they just don't have a, a local priest in their community anymore. He might just be driving the circuit in a, in a cluster of parishes. Right. Or people just get busy. Their lives are busy or the pastor is busy or whatever. But it used to be, you know, very prominent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like our good friend, our good fellow mutual friend, Father Johnny Burns, mm-hmm. um, he always jokes that when he was a parish priest, he like barely ate dinner at his house. He's like, I didn't even really have to grocery shop because like he was always visiting a different family. And He's one with the sheep. He is one with the sheep, yeah. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, that's why I just, all those young, anybody out there, no matter what age you are, like invite your priest to, to wherever you're at. I mean, it's, I mean, seriously, we have some of the coolest friends in the country um, and a lot of them are priests and religious. Well, I appreciate your hospitality. And speaking of hospitality, one of the great things that I'm, I'm so eager to talk to you about is the hospitality that I know you offer to other couples and they offer to you. Because mm. uh, one of the things that we've discovered in doing this Outcast Catholic program is that there are so many young adults, uh, young families throughout the church who are just craving community. Mm-hmm. They might not find community in their local town. Uh, their parish might be dwindling mm-hmm. just based on demographics or a number of other issues going on. Secularism might continue to grow, and if if they're trying to be faithful, they might just find themselves on an island apart from um, a lot of other faithful young adult Catholics. That's odd for you all to hear here at Benedictine, Mm -hmm. you know, with a a Mm -hmm. campus full of joyful practicing Catholics. Right. But you know this is a reality everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm I'm so excited for you to share a little bit about your first Saturday of the Month Club. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to turn it over to you to tell everybody how maybe how the idea came about and the fruits that it bears and just how you're kind of journeying with other families in this thing called life. Well, and I'll I'll kick it off and I'll throw it to Swaff. But um, it's one of those things where, I mean, we've been married 16 years now. 16 beautiful years. Um, and we, we have five kids, but at the same time, you know, we used to talk all the time 
you know, we, we could write a book called what not to do in your first five years of marriage. It would be phenomenal and hilarious. And also like, you know, I probably cry through the whole thing. Like, cause the first five years, my dad told me when we, like, I think we were graduating college. He's like the first five years after graduating college are the hardest, just get ready. And I was like, what? No, they're not. Like, I totally didn't believe him. He was so right. Mm. I mean, it was just so much transition. And Swaff and I, you know, we're, we were in grad school. We had, you know, Thomas, we got pregnant with Thomas on our honeymoon. Um, I got pregnant with Fulton when Thomas was five months old. So mm. we, I mean, we were 22, 23, you know, had two kids and in grad school and we had a best friend die in a car accident. And, you know, you, you just, you're kind of transient and there's like, there's all that pressure of having to like establish yourself. And then, you know, as a young mom, you have all the Catholic mom guilt, which could be chapter five. You know, I just, there's like all these things that would just, it was really hard. And we were living in Chicago at the time and very, very poor. Um, we were just joking with you, like eggs and oatmeal, like every other sure. night, you know? And so, I mean, we just, we, we really saw those first five years as, gosh, we're just like moving to the next thing, moving to the next thing. And we never really stopped to make good friends, you know? And then we, and then once we got to Atchison and kind of established ourselves and so I started teaching and I started doing my RD work and, you know, we just, it was so busy. And there was a point probably about five or no, six or seven years ago, um, where we had uh, the word, we're, we're kind of dorks, but our word of the year as a, as a family, as a couple was intentional. Mm. Um, just like intention, like being intentional, intentionality. And is that how you say it? Intentional. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought I said it wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Bravo. Good <laughs> Bra job. Bravo. <laughs> um, it's late in the day. So I'm like, okay, English, use English. So anyway, we, we really just prayed about it and we were joking cause we were like, gosh, we are really good friends with a ton of people, but like if something really hit the fan or if something happened, you know, if someone got in our, if our kids got sick, if, you know, if we were struggling, if something was going on, like who would we turn to? Mm -hmm. And, um, and we love our families, you know, like our, you know, we have brothers and sisters, but some of them practice, some of them don't, you know, it's, you know, it's like, it's not like, it's like what used to be, you had like your sister and your brother-in-law and your, you know, gosh, I mean, we're on outcast Catholic right now. Like there's a lot of people on this, on this podcast that are listening that are like, none of my family practices, none right. of my yeah. family. I mean, I don't know a Catholic in the next 10, 15 miles. You know what I mean? And it's true. So we just kind of sat down one night and we were like, we really want to be more intentional with our friendships. And, and we, and I speak and Swaff speaks so much about community and things like that. And so we were like, let's put this into practice. And so we pulled from a different, a couple different things that we were seeing pop up. Um, and so what we wanted was we call it first Saturdays for Mary. And it's the first Saturday of every month. And we called up five couples that we knew that had kids that were, you know, somewhat similar ages of ours, but also just people we meshed with, you know, and, um, and we were friends with anyway. And we just said, Hey, how do you guys feel about once a month, first of the month on the calendar? If you can't make it, it is not a big deal. No big deal. Um, but just kind of like as a goal to get together. And there's no dinner because that's stressful. Um, I mean, like it's like to put on a meal for that. Sure. I guess I should back up and tell you that the the five couples of the six couples, we have 42 kids. So oh. 42 kids. So um, yeah, be fruitful. Who can cook for multiply. that? Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like so much fun though because the kids, we wanted something um, where it's not, we wanted the couples to get together because that's important. There's, a, I mean, we have a mom's Bible study. We have a guy, you know, dad's Bible study. We have like get togethers. You can have porch night. We smoke cigars. The, I said, we, the guy smoked cigars. Sure. Um, but you know, you have those things, but we didn't have something couple based. Um, and then we wanted something where our kids could go so that it was important for Swaff and I to have our kids see other dads and moms and families that are not 
crazy Catholics like us. Like, you know, I mean, we're, we're radical. We know it. Capital R. Wear it proud. Like, you know, we're nuts, right? Like, <laughs> Jesus or bust, heaven or bust. But, like, we wanted to make sure that, pe- that our kids knew that there were other families like that. Um, and so I always say that the, the guts of it, and then Swaff can talk about just kind of the fruit of it, was everyone comes at 630 Um, we used to bring like muffins and cookies and it was really cute. And then after like year one, everyone just started bringing Oreos and Doritos and like throwing stuff. We knew we were really comfortable with each other when we bring like half eaten bags of like stuff. (laughs) I mean, it's like, I like went into my closet. Yeah. I'm like, I brought a jug of apple juice. It's like half full, whatever. Just put it on the table. So we would throw everything on our kitchen Island and the kids would go down and play for like half an hour. Terrorize the basement. I mean, yeah, it was like Nerf gun wars and they, I mean, they had, it was, it's the best. And us moms always joke that we got more done on that Saturday than any other Saturday because you would threaten that you wouldn't go unless it was clean you know so it was great all the moms were like my house is clean this is an amazing day so the kids go downstairs and play and then after like a half an hour um everybody comes upstairs and the parents all just grab a drink and just chat and hang out and then all we have all the kids come upstairs and they devour whatever is on the island everyone just eats and it's awesome and then we I think the most important part of the night takes about you know 21 minutes 22 minutes I'm kidding but we get together and we pray a decade of the rosary. We sing a couple praise and worship songs. Mm-hmm. We have the kids pray over the parents and the parents pray over the kids. And it's a whopping 21 minutes, but it's really beautiful because all those families, we do special intentions. You can shout them out as a family. And again, it's it's quick because when you have 42 kids, it's, you know, you have all ages represented and, um, and it's really beautiful. And then the kids all go back downstairs to start the Nerf gun war part two and, or whatever they're doing. And the, and the most important part of the night is the prayer. And then also all the couples grab another drink and we sit around our living room and every couple shares a high and a low of the month. Mm. And that was really, I mean, it kind of just came about as, um, you know, it's like, I really want these families and these couples, like we want to be real, but we also know that that takes, you know, that takes a while to get, you know, comfortable with that. And so the highs and lows can be anything. Um, you know, they were always, they were a little more, you know, introductory in the beginning. And now we've been together for six or seven years and it's, it, I mean, they really are like family to us. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's just one. I mean, and then we, we actually, we pray together at the end quickly. Cause usually the kids are melting. It's like 10 30 and we're like, why are the kids being so bad? It's like, Oh, yeah. it's almost 11. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really fun. I mean, we just love it. And it's just the high of, I, I honestly could say it's the high of everyone's month, mm-hmm. kids and adults. And mm-hmm. we cry together. We laugh together. Um, it's just been really beautiful and, and I'll have Swaff talk about it, but it's probably our one thing that we wish we would have done earlier. I mean, mm-hmm. I wish we would have done this. I could have used it during those first five years, like nothing else. I mean, I, I really look back. That's like one of my, my regrets, um, was that we didn't have a community that we were being real with. And we put a lot on each other's shoulders. I mean, that could be chapter seven called your spouse can't be your everything, you know I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, they just can't, it's too much. You'll, you'll crush them under the weight of that. And they, I mean, Jesus Christ first and then your spouse and then that community that's going to support you mm-hmm. in your faith life and your walk and in your marriage. That's Sorry, beautiful. pass the baton. No, I think that that's just that's beautiful. I, I think your word intentionality uh, is exactly right. Because even in a town like Atchison, where there's there's a lot of Catholics and things like that, and it's still easy to just shoot the breeze. You know, you, I mean, you can talk theology like it's sports scores, right? You can talk ecclesial politics like it's sports scores, and like we wanted to really foster real friendships for us with our with other couples, but also for the kids. You know, the the oldest, I think our oldest were like maybe nine, ten when we started this, and. Um, doing this, it's just been amazing to see, like you said, the, the way in which, um, you know, high and low, I mean, those are the things you don't share at a potluck and Sarah likes to say, I mean, you you don't want to brag and you don't want to air your dirty laundry, right? So like a a safe spot where it's like welcome, it's expected, like this is what it's for. And sometimes it's like, you know, our basement flooded. Other times (laughs) it's like something really deep is going on. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, the kids to see them over the years, 
the the boys and the girls. I mean, it, it here's the thing is you can't do this alone. You can't do this on an island. You need help. You need support. And what it does, especially for kids, and as they get older, any parent knows this, like their peers become really important and it normalizes. Like, okay, with these crazy Catholics, but it's like their friends are doing the same thing. And so they don't feel weird in this. And and even watching the guys and the girls interact, like they, you know, there's always going to be struggles, but they um, are able to kind of interact with, you know, the the sister of their friend or what have you as a, as a person, right? Not in a sexual way. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I see something happening. I'm like, that was not how I grew up. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the uh, songs and whatnot, like for my kids to see other, especially dads, but other moms and dads, like emotively praising the Lord, like, with, you know, and, and we do both, right. Rosary, praise and worship, but to see, you know, wearing your faith on your sleeve just a little bit, goes a long way for a nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, who's, who's starting to, you know, I want to be cool. Wow, my dad's not the only crazy one. Like they're, mm-hmm. but but and then and then you yeah. see because I think this the combination of normal but different is an evangelical powerhouse. I mean, I look at like what cracks the door open. It's like the normal. Hey, you know, you're kind of like me. Wow, but you you beat to a different drum. I mean, you beat to the Holy Spirit, and there's something different about you. And that kind of combination of normal but different, and our kids have been able to kind of foster those kinds of friendships. Us with these couples, and these are all people we knew, we were friends with. But again, if you're not intentional, if you're not really intentional about it, it's it, you just end up shooting the breeze again and again and again, and you never really share life together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's been really powerful, and Swaff and I will say that is, it was so cool to have couples to do that with. And we, I mean, I do a lot of young adult ministry, and so um, one of the jokes that I love joking about with young adults is um, one of my favorite memes is that the true miracle is that Jesus had twelve friends in his. 30s. I mean, that's like, I love that meme. It's like, that is the real miracle is that the man had 12 adult friends. Um, Because it can be so difficult. And I know this is outcast Catholic. And so, you know, you might be feeling like, yeah, that's wonderful. I'm not married. I'm not, I don't have this uh, Catholic community. You know, you, it's, it's easy to, to be jaded and be like, yeah, thanks for describing everything I want, Sarah, or, you know, Andy. And, right. and I think that it's easy to feel that. And that's fair. Like that's fair. And I think that one of the things that I would just tell that person is, you know, like nothing good ever happens from despair. Like, I mean, don't settle and don't despair. Those are two messages that I just could repeat over and over again. Cause you know, I, I want you to have hope that this can happen and it might be hard. Like you may have to, like, it wasn't, I mean, we joke, it's not easy to clean your house on Saturday and host 50 people, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. It was hard to kind of go out on a limb and be like, Hey guys, uh, do you want to join us in this like high and low? I mean, I had to pitch it, right? Like we had to pitch it. Um, we had to create that environment where again, like Andy just said, it's safe. And so if you're sitting out there and you're like, you know, maybe you are a young couple and you're like, I don't know anybody in this town remember that the Swafford said their one regret is that we didn't put ourselves out there and try to make friends, even though we knew we were in transition. I was so lonely and I was struggling as a young mom and I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. And, um, I wish so badly I would have just made time to connect with people. You know, you, maybe you're a young, young adult and you're in a cubicle and like all the, you know, Swaff and I see this a lot, you know, like you're a good practicing Catholic and college was great. And then you go out into the working world, you know, you jump the wall and it's like, you're in this cubicle with like Billy Bob and Sally. And you know, all of a sudden you're just like at the bar with Billy Bob and Sally. And that's what you do every Friday night. And it's Mm -hmm. like, what happened to my community, you know? And so I guess my encouragement to everybody out there is whether you're, you know, even if you're, you know, maybe you're married and you're an empty nester, you know, like maybe this is a, a cool challenge, no matter what stage you're in, it's just, 
man, this is going to be worth the time to invest in some people. And it might be awkward at first. It's kind of like, we joke that it's kind of like dating again. You're like, okay, they're normal. They're cool. Like I could talk to them. I think I could have drinks with them. You know, it's almost like you're trying to like find couples or people that you can be real with. And maybe you're a frat guy listening to this and you're like, my guys don't do real talk. It's like, great. Find some other guys yeah, find some dudes that, that do. do real talk, that mm-hmm. talk about, you know, and I'm not saying that they're not great people. You can invite them into that, but you need to find some guys that you can be real with, you know, to start out with, you know what I mean? Just to feel like, because again, like because, well, who your, your confidence are, that's who you're going to become. Yeah. Like who, who you're going to really share life with. That's who you're going to become. Well, and it doesn't have to be 42 kids and six couples. It could be three couples and three kids. I mean, it doesn't like matter. start spelling them, you know, let the outcasts find each other. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, and you become like the five people you spend your most time, the most time with choose carefully. I mean, that's straight up junior high, right? Mm-hmm. That's junior high 101. That's also young adult 101. And it's, um, you know, young families 101. I, I just, I can't tell you how much I've benefited from, that, that couple sharing. Cause I mean, it's really, it's everything from, you know, like, like Swaff said, some, some weeks, some months we kind of look at each other like, well, we're doing pretty good. Like, okay, well, this is a high, you should share that. Like this is a low. Yeah. I think we should share that, you know? And, and again, you get more comfortable with one another. And I mean, the one, the ones that always make me laugh are the ones where the couple's like, well, we haven't, we haven't really talked all day, so this is going to be good. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so funny, (laughs) like to be able, it's that real. It's like, but also to have like five other couples look at you and be like, I don't know. I think Chesterton says that true friendship begins with the words me too. And I think that there's that, there's that, that freedom. Like Andy and I always walk away from those nights going, I feel so much hope. And like, I feel so, I feel so heard and seen right now. And it's not because I shared, you know, everything, you don't have time to share everything, but like we all feel heard and seen. And we also feel like someone sits across with the scotch and says, dang, that is like, that is hard. Mm-hmm. Or someone sits across and says, I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Like to have six, you know, 12 grown adults be able to sit around and be like, like I'm, I'm rooting you on. Like I'm happy for you. You know, it's like, you, it's just so easy to get in that despair or settling mindset of like, I'm just in this alone and you're not. And that, and again, I'm speaking to young people, young adults. I'm speaking to married couples. I'm speaking to married couples like us. I've been married, you know, 20 years where it's like, maybe you're in your groove and you're like, yeah, we just don't have faithful friends. Mm-hmm. Like that just can't be the answer. You know what I mean? You just can't. And yeah, is this going to be a little bit of hard work to like find these people and invest in these people and clean your house to have people over? Like, yeah, but I promise you it's worth it. Amen. I mean, I, you know, I mean, what, one cool thing is the way in which we've given, you know, get, get to know the, uh, our friends, kids, like not yeah. just as a clump, as a group, but like individually. So we just had a confirmation, um, this, um, recently and, and basically all of the kids that were confirmed in our group had spot, you know, sponsors were other parents within the same group. Right? So, I, so I was, uh, confirmation sponsor for one of the, one of the kids. And then my two boys chose fellow dads in that same group. So like to really get to know these other kids, not just as like, there's the, there's that family, there's this family, but like individually. And then the couples, you know, we know the backstories, people know our backstory. It's like, you can talk to people where they already kind of know where you're coming from. And yeah. It's just incredible. Well, and also like our text chain, we have a text chain among those couples and it's, it's everything from like a deep prayer request to like, it's, you know, free corn dog day at Sonic. You know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, it's like this great place where you can say like, it just to share life, you know? And so, I mean, just, I mean, here to find a lot at the, at the end of this, you know, I just, I really want to speak to anybody out there who's struggling and just feels really alone. Um, I promise you 
there are other people looking for you right now. And so to just really ask the Holy Spirit to like put you in a place where you're going to find these people. Cause I promise you, if you're looking for them, the Holy Spirit's going to help you find them. And, um, you know, I, I always joke, I do a lot of young adult ministries. So they're like, where's good places to find other people. And I mean, church is always like the obvious one. Right. But like you were just talking about, sometimes that isn't the place that you see a lot of young adult Catholics. So, um, so I always say volunteer, 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 um, do reach out, do some service projects, go on a mission trip, go on a pilgrimage and then go to a lot of weddings. Those are my, those are my um, places, crash, (laughs) just crash weddings. Um, I'm kidding, but those are great places to find people that are like you, or maybe that, you know, make people that you, if you have a a mutual friend, you know, just say like, Hey, I want to host something in my house, invite anybody. Mm -hmm. You never know your best friend may be in that group that just came through the door. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I just, I just want to leave people with encouragement and just that listen to some old people who wish they would have done it earlier. You know, I, I wish that when I was, even when we were dating or, you know, or even friends, we had a great friend group, but to say like, Hey guys, we should all get together and like, and like do a share thing, you know, like maybe it's your female friends or maybe it's with your male friends or whatever, but to really be able to be available, vulnerable and accountable. Those are the three ingredients that make a phenomenal friendship. Beautiful. One of the great things about this is that it doesn't have to be organized by a parish staff, mm, no. you know, and that, that immediately, no flyers. Right. No flyers. <laughs> that, there's no sign-up needed. It takes all the pressure off of a parish staff. You don't need someone with a theology degree mentoring this or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just people being authentic with each other. Yeah. And they're reaching out. And obviously, I think it would be most effective it's or, if people are just finding themselves organically. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah, I don't think sure. I don't think it can be forced. But the beauty of that, you know, you could have a widower's club. You yeah. know, you could have just young adult singles who are just out of college kind of looking to put roots down somewhere totally, and everywhere in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be formally organized. It, it's the, I, what I, what I love about this is how casual it is mm-hmm. uh, because totally. it, just, it just meets people where they're at. It, it finds, you know, convenience in the daily life of just throw Doritos on the kitchen table totally. and go. And they'll come. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But then, of course, the, the real grace moment of, of course, when you all said, we're going to put ourselves out there and invite people into intentional relationship. Right. And, and people are just craving that, and they need it so de- desperately. We hear it all the time on this show. Yeah, I think the power of the invite. I think that's, I mean, if, if you don't take anything from this podcast, just remember, there's power. Father, you're sitting here because someone invited you. Swaf is sitting here because someone invited you. I'm sitting here because someone invited me mm-hmm. into a life with Jesus Christ, but into friendship first. And um, I just think that that... If you're on the fence about like, gosh, like this faith thing, this, you know, community thing, like just jump, like invite others in and don't be afraid to say yes to someone's invitation. Amen. Amen. No, amen. It's always good being both with both of you. Thanks so much for your time today. And thanks for your witness that you're not only supporting these other couples, but so many in your respective ministry and people on the show. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having us, Father. God bless. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. Send your questions and comments to outcastcatholic at gmail.com. Catch you next time, and God bless.